Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife with award-winning wildlife journalist Chester Moore. From deep investigations to interviews with top experts, Higher Calling Wildlife is the place to get informed and inspired about all things wildlife. Welcome to the program. This is Chester Moore. And we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, the Southern Flounder. I founded a program 15 years ago this year called Flounder Revolution to promote the release of flounder 20 inches and larger and promote the conservation of southern flounder. Southern flounder been an integral part of my career since almost the very, very beginning as I learned that flounder populations were floundering and shrimp-related bycatch and over-harvest and commercial harvest are having a big impact on the species, seeing declining numbers. And then in recent years, We've learned that flounder numbers have declined not only because of those factors, but have also declined because of warming temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico and the Southern Atlantic. When that happens, when temperatures warm during the winter period, when flounder in the Gulf of Mexico and Southern Atlantic spawn, you have fewer spawning successes. You also have years where you have an overabundance of males produced versus females, so it causes havoc with the populations. But I want to talk to you about something tonight that I found while digging through some old fisheries records. I often look through old records of fisheries and wildlife studies and things to dig out nuggets to share with you here on Higher Calling Wildlife and other media platforms. And I want to talk to you about flounder records. Will we ever have a new flounder record? I was recently at the Museum of the Gulf Coast in Port Arthur and was blown away to find out a fish I've been writing about my entire career was there, the actual old skin mount of the Herbert Endicott 1976 13-pound Texas state record flounder is at the Museum of the Gulf Coast in Port Arthur, and it looks magnificent. Now, this record, caught in 1976, stands today in 2023. Many records have fallen, and then we know about the speckled trout record. It has fallen several times. You know, we had 1996. We had uh, the, the, the catch by Bud Rowland in the early 2000s. And we've had several other records changed during a 45-plus-year-old time span. But the flounder record has stayed exactly at 13 pounds from Sabine Lake. Why is that? Well, I started looking at other states, and it made me really ponder the question. I had to start with Florida, because Florida is the home of the world record flounder. It was caught in 1983. This monstrosity weighed 20 pounds and 9 ounces. It stood for 40 years this year. If you go over to Alabama, their record fish of 13 pounds and 3 ounces was caught in 1975. Mississippi had a, in this uh, situation, a 2007, a more recent record, but that's only a 10-pound flounder. I mean, that's a huge fish, but compared to other states, that's not nearly what we have in Texas or Florida or in South Carolina, where you had a 17-pound, 6-ounce flounder caught 20 years ago in 2003. It just kind of was really intriguing. If you look back at Louisiana, 
a 13.06 pound flounder caught in 1998. You have all of these records being 20 plus years old. It made me think, are the genetics of flounder to get that big gone forever? It's a legitimate thought. And here's why I believe this is a possibility. While researching speckled trout, I came across some numbers that blew my mind. I looked across all states of the Gulf Coast and Southern Atlantic Coast and found out that in the 1970s and 1980s, in the early 80s, up to about 84, there were regular catches of sand trout up to seven, eight pounds. As a matter of fact, states like Louisiana, Mississippi, and others have fish up to 12 pounds sand trout that are records. When is the last time you ever heard of a sand trout above two pounds? The biggest I've caught in my whole life was about 13 or 14 years ago, and it was about two and a half pounds, and it was radically larger than any other sand trout I've ever caught. But all the states that have records for sand trout along the Gulf Coast are much, much, much larger than any fish we see now. And there is a link between sand trout and southern flounder, and that is shrimping-related bycatch. There are millions and millions of flounder and sand trout caught in shrimping bycatch over the years. As a matter of fact, it's just astounding numbers if you look at it gulf-wide. Could this have led to the removal of these genetically superior sand trout and also southern flounder? It's an interesting thought. Now, one thing that's for sure about the ocean and the bays which link to the ocean is it seems if anything is possible. I mean, there could be a 20-pound flounder sitting a mile off of the Sabine jetties right now. And then again, we may never see a 20-pound record-plus flounder for the Gulf Coast or the world ever again. We don't know. But I think... That there's a very good chance we will never see some of these flounder records broken again. Now, it's probably somebody going to rise up and say, hey, I gigged a flounder that was 15 pounds in Texas, or this or that. Well, that really doesn't matter so much. We don't have the proof of it. But I want to know, do you think we will ever see a record flounder again? Will we see the world record beaten? We're looking at a massive fish again. This is a 20-pound fish, 20 pounds, 9 ounces, Texas record 13 pounds. Now, if you look at base system records for Texas, you'll see there was some good fish caught, you know, in their last 15 years, but most of these date back at least that far. I mean, the most recent really big fish recorded in Texas is a 10.18-pound fish caught by Bubba Pyle in Galveston Bay. That is a record there. In 2003, so 20 years ago, 11.7 pounds in Matagorda, an 11-pounder in 2008 in Corpus Christi. Those are still two pounds shy, which is a massive amount. That is a whole legal flounder shy of a state record. What's happened? Do we not have these fish anymore? Has the combination of recreational harvest, shrimping-related bycatch, commercial harvest, climatic issues wiped out this genetic of southern flounder? I think it's definitely a worthy question to ask. 
Um, I also like to ask if you have any archival photos of Flounder you think might have been state record, no matter where you're at, worthy or world record worthy. I would like to know about some of these fish. We could share them on social media and use this as an opportunity to promote the conservation of southern flounder. Whether you agree with closures or not, we need to conserve southern flounder. My Flounder Revolution project gives challenge tokens to anglers who release live release folks flounder 20 inches or better and we give these out every year as a way to congratulate people who promote releasing big fish keeping small fish to eat i will still eat small flounder always release the bigger flounder it's conservation and this is why i want to kick off 2023 15 years of flounder revolution with an interesting topic about Paralethesis lethiostigma, the southern flounder. I dedicate this particular program to my good friend, the late Captain Skip James. Skip and I met in 1995 and bonded over flounder. He read a flounder article I wrote for a newspaper and said, hey, I got to connect with this kid. And he gave me some information on flounder. I started digging into what parks and wildlife numbers were and became concerned for the species. So this is dedicated to the late great and hilarious in a very good way, Captain Skip James. Have you ever caught a flounder you thought could beat the state record? Maybe didn't turn it in, got photos, love to see it. But what are your thoughts? Will we ever see a world record flounder? I'm going to put it out there that we won't. If we do, I'll be glad to be proven wrong. Will we see a Texas state record? I doubt it. There's hope with you know, a movement toward more flounder hatcheries and putting more flounder out to make more sustainable flounder fisheries for the future. But I have a feeling the days of gigantic flounder, astounding huge saddle blankets that are the stuff of legend may be over. I hope I'm wrong. Let me know what you think. Send me an email at chester at chestermore.com. Thanks for listening to Higher Calling Wildlife. Find us on Facebook at Higher Calling Wildlife at the Chester Moore on Instagram and our blog at HigherCalling.net. To contact Chester, email Chester at ChesterMoore.com.